Welcome, beautiful humans, to Empowered Sobriety. I am your host, Lindsay Fauna. And I'm your other host, Abigail Gerber. We are both trauma-informed life coaches in hopes of empowering individuals to see beyond their addiction and recovery into compassion, love, acceptance, and freedom. Empowered Sobriety is a podcast for those considering sobriety, are newly sober, or already living a sober life and wanting to up-level their growth in sobriety. Each week, we'll be dropping episodes discussing topics such as childhood traumas, PTSD, sober dating, and sober sex, how to enjoy the social scene, and is AA the only path to sobriety, plus so much more, along with bringing on other sober coaches that have done deep transformational work like we have, we are also hoping to bring on anyone who feels called to be coached on air by us. Welcome back to Empowered Sobriety Podcast. I am your host, Lindsay, and I'm sitting here with your beautiful co-host, Abby. Hooray! Yahoo! (laughs) We were just having a beautiful chat before we hopped on, and I love when we open up like that because it's not like we just like hop in, you know? We're just like having a conversation, then we're like, all right, let's just press record. We like to ground ourselves before coming on. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you all for being here with us again. We love showing up here. We love being here with you. We love sharing and talking, bringing up different topics. Today, I was awake at 4.45 (laughs) this morning And I had a question that dropped in. I wanted to ask Abby and hear her answer. And then I wanted to share my answer with all of you as well. So question is, what have you done with the space you have created in your life, working with and working through your trauma and your pain? Nothing. (laughs) Tell me more. I have created space in my life, period. That's it. Yes. End of story. Mm-hmm. I started calling myself a couple months ago a recovering doer. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're naming this episode. <laughs> recovering from doing. Yes. <laughs> I'm recovering from booze and doing. Yes. Fuck yes. (laughs) In all seriousness, though, detaching myself from my trauma was, well, I guess first recognizing that I've been through trauma. Not all of us recognize it. Yeah. So I recognized it and then I detached myself from it. And then now I'm alchemizing my pain. And Mm. so... What that means for me is I've been through a lot, but I don't look at it the same way or I'm not looking at it. Some parts, there's still things I hold on to, but I just don't look at it the same way. I really have an appreciation for my trauma and what I've been through and how I'm alchemizing it. So I'm turning it, I'm transmuting it. So I'm I'm turning it from one form into another is the space. I'm turning my pain, I'm transmuting my pain into space 
into bigger breaths, Mm. finally being able to breathe, finally being able to sit in the sun and read a book. Yeah. If you know like what that feels like, I mean, I always craved being able to just sit there, but I didn't know how to and enjoy the present moment. Right now I'm working on being able to just actually just sit there too and just look out. And how I feel in my body is even spaciousness in my body. Mm -hmm. And my joints feel better. My circulation is better. My skin is clearer, brighter. I lost belly fat. My body just let go. It's continuing to let go of what it just doesn't need anymore. Mm. And as I create more space, I can see better, quicker when I am in survival mode. So I work part-time in restaurants. And so that kicks up my fight or flight. Yeah. It kicks up my scarcity. Mm -hmm. You know, not having enough. I'm at the mercy of every single table, essentially, for tipping Mm -hmm. in America. I can feel how it feels to be in scarcity. My chest tightens, my jaw tightens, my stomach tightens. So it's given me an opportunity. It's always an opportunity to see. And I think that's another thing is when shit hits the fan for me, I'm not saying that I live some privileged, (laughs) joyous, stress-free life now. (laughs) No, but when things happen, it's always an opportunity now. I think that's another thing that's just dropping in right now is I'm not a victim anymore. Mm. This is all for my highest growth. Every single thing I go through is for my highest growth. And I love at, I mean, after my ego is like, ugh, when I, you know, when I'm humbled, (laughs) when someone points something out to me that I wasn't seeing and I'm just like, want to like slither away, but Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's humbling. And so I, I look forward to always being humbled. You know, I'm about to fly out to the East coast to see my mom and sister And I'm really excited about it. And I'm also nervous because they're my family. (laughs) Yeah. And they're always a barometer for how much work I've done and what what I still need work on (laughs) because they can pull it right out of me. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, I'm aware of that too. So let me ask you this. Knowing that, having the awareness around that, what does it look like for you to set yourself up for family time? Set your nervous system up, you know, what does it look like? Well, I'm getting a week-long gym membership to continue my workouts. Beautiful. And also get a week-long yoga membership. Mm-hmm. Number one, I'm working on physical aspect of something, but also like I get some breather space, like I'm going to go do this. So yeah, I also still have a lot of friends from when I used to live in Virginia. So I get some nurturing time with some old friends. I'm also bringing herbs 
to help with my nervous system. So calming, calming herbs, we just call it calming herbs. And I have so many tools, so many somatic, like I talked a couple episodes ago about shaking. I'm going to be bringing socks so that I can do anger release in my room. Mm -hmm. That book that I talked so fondly of, Living Untethered, I let a friend borrow it so I don't have the physical book, but I have the tools that I learned from it. Whatever's happening in front of me is none of my business. So how my family is reacting and then a reaction is in me, that's my cue to be like, oh, I don't like how they're emoting. I don't like how they're talking or criticizing or judging like or whatever they're doing. It's a Mm -hmm. wonderful way to put into practice, this is none of my business. I love that. And then whatever's floating up in my body is just like, okay, this situation is reminding me of something in the past. So what needs to be seen, mostly anger, (laughs) (laughs) what needs to be seen? Mm -hmm. And then how can I transmute that? How can I let that go? How can Mm -hmm. I get that up and out without pointing it towards them because our family is our family. Like the less I try to change them, the better. The more I just let them be who they are, the more profound love can come through and I can actually, and that's another thing that's happened as I've worked through trauma is I'm actually seeing my sister and my mom as humans not as, I mean, the word like perpetrator comes to mind, but that's not like, that's not the word. (laughs) That's so dramatic. But where you have to put your armor on. Yeah. I'm looking forward. That's a huge growth for me. I'm looking forward to seeing them. You know, my mom Mm -hmm. was supposed to fly out here. She's got some health issues, so she wasn't able to fly. So I was just like, hey, I'll, you know, I'll fly out there. By the grace of the universe, we found a really cheap ticket. So it was meant Mm -hmm. to be. I'm flying out there and and it was no it's no problem for me. And I'm staying I think 8 days. Before it was 5. So th- I could only do 3 whole days with them cuz 2 days of flying. Mm. That's a huge difference. Before it was obli- obligatory. Obligatory. <laughs> <laughs> flying out there. You know, I haven't seen him in a month huh? or I haven't seen him in a year. I better go I better go fucking see him. You know, and now it's I look forward to it. Yes, it's going yeah. to be challenging, of course. And I haven't seen my sister in three years. I haven't seen her since September of 2020. So wow. yeah, I really look I look forward to seeing her and to see the growth in both of us and then also with my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everything's an opportunity. Yeah. Truly. Mm. Thanks. Thanks. That was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, let me take a deep breath. Oh. <sighs> That's a great question, Lindsay. One of my tendencies, and that's that's part of the doing aspect, always be doing something, is I go from one thing to the next. Mm-hmm. So this summer, I've worked really hard on not doing a bunch of stuff, but I also don't always reflect on what I've come through and what are the gifts mm-hmm. of releasing your trauma. And I just tuned into a couple of them. And so thank you for creating that space Mm -hmm. for that to land. Yeah. 
And I think what I'm learning too, I'll just say one last thing, is a lot of insight has dropped in. A lot of wisdom, deep intuition Mm -hmm. is dropping into that space, quieting down. Lindsay and I were just talking beforehand, (laughs) being coaches in the real world, (laughs) sometimes want to coach people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of the messages I'm getting is to just be quiet and let the wisdom bubble up. Yeah. And we were saying like it feels different when you get the intuitive hit to share, to lead with a client or a friend or a family member or whoever than the internal chatter of like, I have the answer for you. I have the answer for you. I have the answer for you. Um, It's a very different energy. That's also what we were sharing about. So yeah. yeah. Now that you've asked me the beautiful question, Mm -hmm. what has come into your life as you continue to release all your trauma? Yeah. My answer is pretty similar. The space that I've created working with and working through the trauma and the pain has been for relaxation, being able to hold myself in doing less. Because when I used to try and do less, I would still have that anxious, nervous energy like, oh, I'm not doing something. So either I'm not worthy or the money won't come or they won't see my value, you know, so, so many things. And I feel like maybe that's why I was so attracted to like food and beverage also is because you're constantly moving and doing and like you're doing multiple things at one time and it's a very high stress, very active, high active job. It's this performance based thing. Now that I've created this space, I've given myself the permission to do less and receive more. It's been really... Hold on. Do less and receive more. Mm -hmm. Ego doesn't want to hear that. (laughs) But that's what happens. Yeah. And and I understand that there's many people that are going to listen to this and be like, mm, no, that's not how it works. Like, I wasn't taught that. I wasn't shown that. It's not shown to us anywhere that if we do less, we receive more. Receive more criticism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For being lazy. Right. <laughs> if you're from 100%. the Midwest, that's a huge thing in the Midwest that you have to work you have to. I'm not saying that you don't have to, but like you have to work at this certain level for 60 years. Yeah. And even if there's someone standing right in front of you that's saying, no, 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 I only work 15 hours a week, but I make $200,000 a month or whatever right. it is. Yeah. You're like, well, you're a fucking liar. Yeah. And, and you're a fucking crook. And you're doing, you know, like there's no way that that's possible because if you don't wake up and you don't go to your job from this time to this time and it's an eight hour shift and you're basically feel like you're dying after, 
then you're not working hard enough for your money. Mm-hmm. Work hard for my money. <laughs> Better treat me. <laughs> but that's the thing is like there's there's music out there that tells us that that's the way to live. There's TV shows. There's movies. That's how we're brought up in the school system is to sit behind a desk for eight hours a day as a seven, eight, nine-year-old. We're just being prepared for that workforce to work that way. And if that's what you desire, I am all for it. Because I still have a quote unquote, what people would call like a regular job. And I love it. From when I first got the job over mm, three years ago to today, I do less. And I'm in sales. I'm selling two people. And I still do less than I did three years ago. And I'm still receiving. It's actually feeling it in your body and being okay in your body when you're doing less. And don't get me wrong, there's still moments where that scarcity and that that anxiousness can creep up on me. And that's just, again, that's just information for me to be like, oh, what's happening? Where is this coming from? And then I just look at where I've been for the past 24 hours two days, three days, whatever, that could have created that energy to come forward, you know? And then it's like, okay, what tools do I use to get myself back to my neutral place, you know, Mm -hmm. my standard? Mm -hmm. Another thing is I texted Abby this weekend when I was on my way to, to, I think on Friday, I was driving up to an appointment in um, Truckee and I had this audiobook that I had downloaded and it was the last audiobook that I downloaded and it was called Radical Acceptance. And I was like, yeah, no, it was Abby. Like she she mentioned it, like not to me to be like, hey, you should read this, but just like in passing, you mentioned the book. And I like downloaded it. And I texted her and I was like, hey, this was you, right? Like you, you mentioned this book. And then she was like, I don't know, I've read it like multiple times and I love it, but I don't remember. And I was like, okay, well thanks anyways. Yeah. I appreciate it, you know? And oh my gosh, I'm like a few chapters in and I was like listening to it in the car and I was like, yes, (laughs) yes. Oh my gosh, yes. I feel like the biggest work that has happened in the past few months for me is understanding the radical acceptance of yourself and your parts and your shadows and being with it all so beautifully. Mm. Mm -hmm. When you were just speaking, that's what came forward for me was like from day one, episode one of us recording to right now, there is this level of acceptance that you and I on our own separate journeys, working with and speaking to and doing whatever we're doing, because we don't even live in the same state. It's not like we're on the same program. We're doing our own work, but we're both literally illuminating this level of acceptance of ourselves, even when the parts come up. Even when we identify and we're like, oh, inner critic is here. Judger is here. People pleaser is here. Great. Hi, I acknowledge you. I'm with you. This is a part of me. 
radical acceptance. And because of that, I see both of us, like even you just sharing that you're looking forward to being with your mom and your sister. We have radical acceptance for other people because we are experiencing radical acceptance of ourselves. A fucking men, dude. <laughs> you know, it's just a bunch of mirrors. Holograms. And we are mirroring in our relationships how we feel about ourselves, what we feel about ourselves, the inner dialogue that's happening, how much we're accepting all of the parts of ourselves, and the internal chatter and what we're, you know, what we're going along with and what we're just being the observer of. And being like, huh, it's an interesting thought. <laughs> that was an interesting conversation that I just had within myself, you know, like, and I'm choosing not to follow along with it. I'm choosing not to have an emotional response to that. Or I'm choosing not to allow the emotional response that created the chatter or the dialogue or the conversation to lead me down this hallway that could potentially lead me into a very dark place. And just being aware of it all comes from the space as well that we've created by doing the really fucking hard shit that we've done. Because girl, I know you have. And I know I have. I'm nodding my head. (laughs) (laughs) We've done some really serious work and we have unpacked a lot and sometimes unpacked it more than once. And because we were so committed to that, to ourselves, to experience and to create the change in our lives that we truly, truly were desiring, we've allowed ourselves the space to be, to just be mm-hmm. while doing, but also just being. Yeah. Two things that I want to speak to that you said. One, you just mentioned it and it made me think of that's what addiction does. It makes you feel alone. It mm-hmm. makes you feel that you're the only one going through this. Addiction is very lonely. Because you're always trying to figure something out all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for us to create any sort of deep, like deep connections with people. Yeah. Because you're, you're always scanning, you're always observing, you're estimating, you're judging, you're protecting an, an everyday conversation. Doing personal development work, like in the beginning, it's work. But now... Where I am now, just if you look at, yes, I've been sober for how long? Four years now? Four years Mm -hmm. now? I would say, well, yeah. I mean, I started doing personal development work before I got sober, but we'll call it six years, six years of work. It doesn't feel like work anymore. Mm -hmm. It just feels like it's an everyday opportunity to, to let go to let it go when things come up it's like okay this is stuff from the old old state okay let this go hmm. do you feel like that or do you think that cuz i don't I, you know our 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 journeys are very different yeah i feel like when i signed on with shanna for 3 months mm-hmm. um for her to coach me mm-hmm. and i feel like when i first signed on and i committed to that i was coming from the energy of more work to do Got to gotta dig deeper. There's more stuff down there. 
you know, that I need to like release or fix or let go of or whatever. And in those three months working with her, I was like, oh, (laughs) I'm in the place of healing in my journey and quote unquote the work of being and the embodiment part of it. Like I have the tools, I have the resources, I have the support. What does it look like for me to accept all the parts of myself, allow the shadows and the parts to come forward and be with all the parts that I deem quote unquote good, helpful, resourceful, be with all of it and live from that place. Yeah. And when life comes, because it's going to come, yep. and when triggers arise, I'm living in embodiment. I have the tools. I have the resources. I have the support. Where do I go? I go to wherever I know to go. And when I don't go there and I allow the trigger to sit and pick, I don't harp on myself about it. I don't shame myself for it. I just look at it and say, hmm, I got there. I reached out. I went into a practice. Eventually, I got myself there. But a lot of times we can get stuck in the judgment of like, oh, I can't believe I went there. I can't believe I let the trigger get me. Like I can't believe, you know, like that's being out of embodiment and being an ego or like, you know, of like, Mm -hmm. I can't, I should do better. And it's like, This is the human experience. We are, like you use the word transmuting, the pain and the trauma and the suffering that we have endured and experienced, we're using that yeah, because we've sat with it and we've worked through it and we've reparented and we've went to our inner child and we've done the parts and we've done all things and we still have all of these resources to go to. And we got to this place by going into the deep, dark sea and choosing to look at it. Mm-hmm. And that's the scariest part for all of us is like, oh, that's a big, it's a big mountain. It's a big, that's a deep, that's a dark forest over there. <laughs> I don't know if I want to walk into that. Reach out, find the support for someone to hold the container for you to walk into it and come out the other side. I mean, you went from radical acceptance to radical responsibility. It's your responsibility to reach out. If you're in pain, you reach out. Yeah. Because you also create an opportunity for someone else Mm. to help you. You know, Lindsay reached out to me couple months ago for something. And at the end of it, I remember thanking you because Mm -hmm. it gave me an opportunity to hold you. Mm -hmm. That lifted my heart. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do this for a living, but it's not entirely sacrificial. (laughs) I get something from it. Mm -hmm. Or even just on the friend level. You know, like it's a wonderful opportunity. I hear the word embrace. Everything you just downloaded, Mm -hmm. I just, it's embrace. Mm -hmm. And we are having a human experience. What I hear from both of us is 
our trauma is a gift. It is all for our higher purpose. Mm. So can you for a second look at everything you've been through as experiences of growth? They're all given to you to grow into a high-vibing frequency human. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The ego, the mind wants you to think. It's in the business of wanting you to think that you're stuck. If you think you're stuck, like if you you think you're stuck, you're not stuck. Mm -mm. The mind is constantly creating itself. It's in business for itself. So the brave thing to do is to step aside for a second. When you bring awareness to something, even if you haven't shifted it, you've already shifted it in a way because you brought awareness. The mind does not want you to realize that you're in a tailspin until you come out Mm -mm. of it. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't want you to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that part is work to see it. Yeah, it does take work. After a while, it starts spinning out much faster mm-hmm. and, you, and you can catch it. And then you can accept Tara Brock. That's who wrote that book, the venerable Tara Brock. You accept, just radical accept, and then you embrace. I'm having a human experience. The mind wants me to think I'm the only person going through this. That's bullshit. It's, sorry. That's victim. That's victim consciousness. Yeah. Straight, straight, real talk. That's victim consciousness. If you think you're the only one going through it, then yeah. Oh, and then that do better. You were talking about the shaming, like when you're like, I need to do better. That's mm-hmm. in our culture right now. That that phrase, do better. You're shaming. You're just a shaming phrase. Mm-hmm. It's a shaming phrase. Yeah. You're shaming the shamers. You know me. That's my, mm-hmm. I get on my soapbox <laughs> when I see that. Yeah. So you're just shaming yourself. And that's the radical. And you go back to the radical acceptance. Powerful. Mm. Well done, Lindsay. This was beautifully digested by the both of us. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being willing (laughs) to come into this episode and just take on a question. Yeah. It was just raw dog. We just did it. We just went in. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. You are so funny. There's this something is... else she said when we were on our countdown to start recording. <laughs> All day, every day. Was dying. It's the one-liners for me. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for being here with us. Yes. Thank you. We enjoy this so much. It really, really, truly feeds our heart. So thank you. It does. It comes through a compassionate heart and uh, just hearts full of gratitude to be able to Mm -hmm. have a community of listeners. So uh, we really thank you all. You're creating energy for us by listening every week. It really feeds us on a spiritual level. Yeah. Um, For the friends, that have my number, that listen and text me and give me feedback. (laughs) I love you. I see you. Shout out to you. And anybody that doesn't have our phone number, 
You can find us on the gram. Nice transition. At Empowered Sobriety Podcast. <laughs> or you can email us at Empowered Sobriety Podcast at gmail.com. Any questions, any feedback, anything you want to share with us, any downloads or insights, we're here. Yes. We're rocking with you. Yeah. And Lindsay and I both have our separate coaching businesses. So if you want to be coached by us, you can get a hold of Lindsay uh, through her Insta, lindsay.fano. And then you can get a hold of me through my Instagram, Abby G Coaching, or through my website, abbygcoaching.com. So that come. If you want some support. I love it. We have lots of free resources too. So take advantage of it. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Until next, Until next time. time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to Empowered Sobriety. We are nothing without our community. If you'd like to be coached by us on air or have any questions, email us at empoweredsobrietypodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at Empowered Sobriety Podcast. <laughs>